1: plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Athlete Diaries on Over the Top Radio. I'm your host, George Thomas in Boulder, Colorado. Very interesting guest with us on the line tonight. She's going to be a co-host of our new Pacific Northwest Race Report, Uh, but I wanted to chat with her. She's got a very interesting story, and Anique Chalier, welcome to the show.
2: Hi, thanks for having me.
1: So I met you a couple of months ago at Deschutes River Valley Time Trial. I hadn't heard your name before. You looked extraordinarily fit. So I wasn't surprised uh, when you put in the performance that you did. Uh, but I have just started learning some things about you. You've got quite the story. How did you get into cycling and triathlon?
2: Uh, Well, about three years ago, I decided to make some uh, significant life changes and um, embrace sobriety because I had been on a path of uh, not very sober for quite some time and um, I just was in a pretty bad place. And uh, as part of my embracing sobriety, I knew that I needed to get myself both back into mental and physical health. And so I started exercising again. I used to be on a swim team when I was in high school. And I I would run somewhat regularly for health and fitness um, in my 20s. But um, over time, happy hour took precedence over um, exercising after work. And so um, I also bike commuted. But uh, I'd never done a bike race really before. Um, But in this new uh, path that I was on, I decided to... Um, make some changes to how I was living and got some help from a girlfriend who is a trainer and started um, being a little more disciplined about my fitness and we got started in a path to kind of get a full body uh, health in, in form and after a couple months with her I um, had another girlfriend ask me if I wanted to do a half marathon with her and I said the only way I was going to be successful with that is if I really tried and. Uh, trained, so we trained and did the half marathon, and it was very enjoyable, which shocked me. I'd done one prior to that, and it was really painful. So um, <laughs> uh, then I had some friends who were doing triathlons, trying them for like little sprint triathlons, and I had in the back of my mind that I wanted to get back into swimming, um, and they encouraged me to sign up for one. Um, and so I jumped back in the pool after not being in it for some 15 years, and wow. I figured I was um, uh, ramped up from running and doing my half marathon, and I was bike commuting still, and so um, I just put together some little program for myself with some in- input from uh, a coworker of mine who did triathlons, and did my first triathlon, and I... Um, I honestly, and that first triathlon was like maybe six or five weeks after I started getting back in the pool, Um, and I've never felt that good uh, before. I I felt like I had just conquered, you know, climbing um, the Matterhorn or something like that. It was an incredible feeling, and to know that I could put together a plan, execute, and feel success was. pretty remarkable. And I was basically hooked from that point on. I signed up for a couple more triathlons that summer, um, and did my first Olympic distance triathlon in that September. And I, um, came in top, I don't know, top three or four of my age group and qualified for nationals. Um, and so at that point I, uh, got encouraged to buy some other people i work with to do a, a bike train things uh, at a studio in town and kind of the rest is history i i met chris bag through that um, experience and realized that i needed to get a coach in order to be prepared for uh, nationals next summer and chris encouraged me to try bike racing because i was curious about that and he helped me get a a foot in the door there, and my my life has uh, never been the same um, with a full season of bike racing and cyclocross this last year, and then um, embarking on my, I guess, this is my third season of triathlons now that I've just started. So um, I'm a very different person, and I have a very different life than the way I was living uh, some three years ago.
1: And that's amazing. I mean, <laughs> three years ago you've been sober for three years and you've got three years now of triathlon that's just incredible that you got into it so quickly and have done so well so quickly
2: yeah, thanks it's been with a lot of help and encouragement along the way and uh, you know, it's been a great place for me to put my energy I, I have a lot of energy and um, <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good way to, to spend a lot of your energy in a positive way um, as opposed to just, you know, cruising the bars until uh, they close.
1: <laughs> now, you met Chris Bagg, who's an incredible coach. Uh, he's also linked in with Athlete's Lounge. That seems like almost a built-in, for lack of a better word, support group. I mean, you've made some fantastic friends there.
2: Absolutely. I feel super fortunate that uh, Chris added me to the bike racing team that Athlete's Lounge was putting together. And uh, they all embrace me as part of their cyclocross team. And I, I feel super fortunate to uh, be part of such a phenomenal crew of people who inspire me daily. Um, I was pretty intimidated by what awesome feats these folks were accomplishing at first. But um, I'm still intimidated by it. But now <laughs> uh, I, I feel like I'm one of them and they're my people, you know. Um, so it's, it's, it's been phenomenal working with all of them.
1: And I want to go back to that first half marathon that you did. Well, actually, the second half marathon that you did. You said the first one really felt terrible. The second one was really good. Do you feel like that was because you were more physically trained, or was it a shift athletic or mentally? Sorry.
2: You know, it's probably a good dose of both of those things. Um, in the past, I had tr- signed up for running races here and there, um, and didn't really train very much for them at all, just signed up for them with the hope that it would help me change my behavior and it ultimately wouldn't ever really do that very successfully so I would still run these races even though I hadn't trained very well and just didn't feel very good at all um, but this time putting in the effort to sort of build my effort build my you know, distances up and my times um, improving them along the way over the course of I don't know maybe two months um helped position me to just have a much better positive attitude when I was at the race and then I just felt so much better in the race and afterwards um, no you know physical issues I I did hood to coast once in one year without really training for it at all and ended up with tendonitis in my feet um barely able to walk you know so I just I wasn't taking care of myself for quite a long time there and I had, Best intentions at times, but really poor execution. So it was nice to to, to see the difference in how the outcome could be when, when you really put your mind to it.
1: This is Athlete Diaries on Over the Top Radio. We are visiting with Anique Chalier. I love your name, by the way.
2: Oh, thanks. It was brutalized <laughs> when I was a kid because it does rhyme with geek, so I was Anique the geek for a period <laughs> of time. I've, i moved
1: on. <laughs> oh no, I got George, George of the jungle, Georgie, poor G. <laughs> Kids are cruel at
2: times.
1: <laughs> so let's again, get back to athletes lounge. Um, did you get into that strictly via Chris or how had you heard of the, the team before? No, it was, um, it's
2: really through Chris, um, he noted my interest in trying to, to get into bike racing, and uh, he's like, oh, that would be, be great to add to the team. Um, he knew that some folks wanted to kind of try and get into racing. This is, I guess, two seasons ago then, um, and, you know, we had some folks join me at some races, um, but then this last year, we really had much more of a... Groundswell of interest by uh, by members of the team, and it's it's been awesome to be able to have more more women out there, and then more guys out there, um, and on the women races, just being able to work cooperatively and have strategies and um, success as a team. It's uh, it's really wonderful. That's- um,
1: it's interesting to hear you talk so much about bike racing because you said that you really came into this uh, athletically. Your background was as a swimmer. What's your favorite of the three disciplines now of triathlon?
2: Oh, man. I I, I truly enjoy training for all three. I have come to truly, though... Um, really dig racing bikes man it's amazing i had no idea i would enjoy it so much but i love going fast and that is the fastest way to go
1: (laughs) now it's really fascinating to me and i think it's it's awesome that athletes lounge which i really associate with triathlons i believe you all took the obra oregon bike racing association title for cyclocross last season didn't you
2: We actually um, won the team um, uh, effort for the Cross Crusade. I think that's like the biggest cyclocross series in the nation or something like that. Um, And we also won the team um, award for the um, Blind Date at the Dairy series as well. So uh, we've we've had a lot of success with cyclocross racing in the last year.
1: And I had to make fun of Chris Bagg for racing in his white outfit, racing cyclocross with white shorts.
2: Yeah, well, you definitely look dirty uh, when it gets muddy out. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> pretty badass.
1: <laughs> so three years sober, what was it like for you to reach that point?
2: Um, it's really gratifying. Um, it's just nice to know that... Uh, it's it's gotten easier over the years. Um, it's still a challenge. I still have my moments. It's strange to be a you know a woman in my mid thirties who's not necessarily attached and still trying to go out in the dating world and in Portland when where it seems like beer and wine or and drinking are a big part of that sphere. Um, but I found. That uh, I can find my way, nonetheless, and, and still have a really good time. I haven't, I'm not having any less fun than I used to, and I can remember it all so much better.
1: <laughs> now, I'd really like to get into that mentally. I mean, that's got to take some real inner strength to be sober for that long. How, what did you do to get to this point?
2: lot on friends and with mm-hmm. therapists um, and honestly uh, training for triathlons and bike racing and all this stuff helps give me structure and it um, gives me things to do in general um, and gives me confidence that um, you know I go out and I race and I've done well and that, that confidence that I get from those had success blends over into other parts of my life whether it be work or socially or what have you. And uh, it's kind of like a cycle uh, cycle of sorts. It it infects all these other areas um, in a good way Um, and just helps me keep going.
1: Now, how are you able to structure your day where... how do you fit in the training as well as the social life and everything else that you're doing?
2: Well, i not always very well.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, I like to be busy, so that helps, you know, but uh, um, I do have a full-time job. I work eight to four or five, depending on the day, and um, training happens after work or before work or during work, and social life happens around that or sometimes concurrent with the training. Um, that's been a beautiful part about having the team is that I get to go on awesome long bike rides with teammates and, and other people I've met through bike racing. Um, so I get a really great dose of social um, activity there. Um, but it's I mean for, for I don't think I'm alone. it's hard balancing all these different interests. I am fortunate, I guess in some sense, I don't have a family that I'm raising and at the same time. I, My uh, massive respect goes out to those um, triathletes uh, who do, and I, I definitely don't know how, how to balance it if I was in that case. But I assume things work out, um, and you have helpful spouses to to make it work. But it's it, fortunately, it's all stuff I love to do, so you find a way to make it work but uh, it's also something that I need to work better at and try and find better, more time for just chilling out. I don't do that very well. Um, and so it's, that's, that's my new goal is to find more chill-out time.
1: <laughs> what other interests do you have?
2: Oh, I enjoy um, going to see live music. Um, I love mountain biking. It's been a new discovery of mine as well in the last two years or so. Um, I love traveling. Um, when I do want to try to have some quiet time at home, I try to do cross-stitch. I, do. <laughs> uh, um, I like just you know going to the beach. Uh, any any water activity really is, is something I find enjoyable. Um, anything outside in general. I As a snowboarder, um, when I was in high school oh. and in college, I was a competitive snowboarder, so... Um, I'm not quite at that level anymore, but uh, I do love my winter sports.
1: Well, you certainly have the area to do it. Where are you from? Where would you grow up?
2: Uh, I was born in France and raised in New Jersey.
1: Yes, with the name Anique Chalier. I did think there was a French connection, but didn't want to go there <laughs> until you said it. <laughs>
2: I can't hide that one. <laughs>
1: So, what brought you to the Pacific Northwest? And I don't mean a train or a car or whatever.
2: Yeah. Um, I actually came out here for college. I went to Reed College um, and yeah, graduated back in 2000.
1: Nice. That's yeah. a very nice school. What What's your degree in? What was your interest in study?
2: Economics, the dull science.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, now you're really involved in your sports, and you went to nationals. How did that go?
2: Um, nationals last summer, it went really well. Um, I, I I guess I achieved uh, the time goals I was hoping for. I learned a lot. I got a, a time demerit for not coming back into the right lane fast enough, so that was a learning experience. I was more paranoid at the time about... Getting um, uh, violations for drafting or what have you, getting too close because there are so many people biking, but uh, ended up getting a different kind of violation. So that was a learning experience. Um, but all in all, you know, it was it was just a cool experience. It was a really well run race. My dad and stepmom drove out from New Jersey to cheer me along. Oh, wow. um, and I, I honestly, I just had a big blast. There were so many happy, encouraging people there, and honestly, that's what I can say about all these triathlons I've done. Is just there's so much positive energy. Um, it's just infectious, and you just want to give it right back out to everybody and to give everybody high fives to see um, along the way. Um, I think that's part of what's hooked me as well.
1: Do you have a favorite course?
2: Oh gosh. Um, that's a tough one. Uh, I'm about to go back down to the Try at the Grove down in Cottage Grove, Oregon. Mm-hmm. Uh Ralph Prima puts it on, and that is a beautiful course. I did that last year, and um, it's coming up again on Saturday. So uh, the bike course on that is just just lovely. Um, so that might be one of my favorites.
1: Your dream event
2: <gasps> Oh gosh. Somewhere that involves a nice exotic vacation. <laughs> yeah, I would hope so. Right? <laughs> so far, I mean, I love going other parts of Oregon, but that's kind of all I've... And Wisconsin, that's where Nationals was. I went to Milwaukee. Um, uh, it'd be nice to go somewhere a little bit more far afield and exotic.
1: And what would be your ultimate goal with triathlon?
2: Oh, man. Well... Ultimate or just near term? My near term goal—I'm going back to nationals um, in two and a half weeks. Oh, you are!
1: Wow, congratulations and good luck.
2: Thank you. And um, my goal there is to try and make it to uh, Worlds to try and qualify. So that's been my where my brain's been at all year as I've been training. Um, we'll see if it's going to be feasible, but that's pretty much all I can think through at this point. Um, that's been it's been interesting trying to blend both bike racing and triathlon training at the same time. Um, I think that to maybe be an even better cyclist, I would need more time on the bike than I've been able to have because I've been splitting my time up across swimming, biking, and running. Um, but I'm I'm glad I've uh, I've kept to my my goal for this year and, and focused on getting to nationals and trying to do well there. Um, but beyond that, I'm not sure. I'm going to do a half Ironman distance race in September and we'll see how well that goes. Um, but uh, I don't know what the, any other goals beyond that. It is hard for me to think through.
1: <laughs> now, you come into triathlon with a big advantage because your background is as a swimmer. And I would think that that would be the toughest of the three dif- disciplines to really pick up and improve on unless you have that as a background. Do you feel like uh, with Chris working with you so much in cycling and bike racing, um, that he's really challenged you and helped you develop. Really, probably one of the areas where you can increase your speed the most.
2: Yeah, um, Chris has there certainly helped me with my swimming, um, and in fact, all of my my all three disciplines. Um, I think we've worked a lot more on my running because that's been oh, yeah. like the weakest of my three sports. Um, and so, this last year, we we did a really concentrated effort to bring down my times on that. Um, and but the swimming, you know, it, it, I've never actually been to a pool with him, kind of coaching me along, because I just go on my own and swim my swim my uh, my my workouts by myself. But um, the way he structures the workouts has been, I mean, I've, I've increased my my speed over the last two years, so what what he's got, what he's put together has been successful in that regard. Um, but yeah, we, we've spent a whole bunch more time focusing on my run because I think that was my, my weakest link and could use it the most improvement.
1: Now that's very impressive to me because it's hard, or at least I find it hard, to really train the weaknesses which you should do uh does that ever get frustrating for you or are you seeing a lot of improvement there
2: um both <laughs> <laughs> it's quite frustrating and uh but I have seen some a, a fair amount of improvement since I first started working with Chris so um but yeah I mean it's also really gratifying when you do see that improvement and significant improvement over over the period of a year but um it doesn't come easily. Um, it comes with a whole lot of work and a whole lot of saying, shut up legs, <laughs> <laughs> at the end of a long day, at the track. I mean, I never ran track when I was younger or anything like that, so I do track workouts now, and the first time I, I was so intimidated by this concept of running around the track and being very visible to everybody and not being able to kind of check out in, all my, in the woods or something like that on a trail run. Um, and... Uh, there's, there's no lying on the track. <laughs> I've learned. Um, so it's, it's been great, though. I'm, I, Chris is, has held my hand throughout it all, through my frustrations and my complaints. <laughs> um, it's, been, it's been very good.
1: Athlete Diaries on Over the Top Radio. We're visiting with Anique Chalier. Anique is three years sober and an incredible athlete. I, I'm just curious, and I don't want to get too personal here, but to measure out the three years of, of being sober, that still has to play a big part in your life. I mean, it seems like something you're very, very aware of.
2: Definitely. Um, and, you know, it's probably, I mean, it's all so fresh in my mind, Um I have regular reminders of who I once was. Um, I run into people who I haven't seen in a couple of years um, here in town. Portland's actually a pretty small town; it's easy to 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 run into folks that you haven't seen in a while, and a lot of them don't. You know, people are always recognizing at first, or they're like, "Oh, where have you been? What have you been doing?" Um, So I I have pretty regular reminders of of what it was once all about, you know, and or let's say uh, passing by bars I used to go to um, and have foggy memories of. Um, So I see it all around me. Um, I don't think I'm as affected as from it as I once was, but uh, now I just sort of I, I mark the anniversary. Um, and just pause to celebrate and acknowledge that, like, okay, I've put in a lot of work over the last year. Um, the first year I was marking, you know, months, um, and now I just mark years. Um, but uh, I'm trying to reward myself for, for coming this far.
1: Has that made you stronger as an athlete?
2: I definitely think so, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know that um, I would have been as willing to kind of go down this path had I not seen what some discipline as far as staying sober can do for me. Um, The discipline that I now apply to training and working towards athletic goals is something that definitely carried over from my first year of staying focused on the task of staying sober and um, finding ways to get there. Um, so I, I don't think I could be here. I know I couldn't have been here when I was so little because I was just disconnected from reality a little too much to be able to do any of this stuff. But, um, but yeah, I think it's definitely helped me out.
1: Anika, I wish you all the best at nationals in two and a half weeks and then a fantastic cyclocross season.
2: Thank you so much. It was great talking to you and sharing some of my story.
1: Well, I look forward to co-hosting with you for our uh, Pacific Northwest race series updates. That's going to be a lot of fun. And I really appreciate you taking the time to visit with us here on Over the Top Radio. Thanks so much.
2: Thank
0: you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well.